Welcome to Elite Full Restore. The show still exists. <laughs> uh, my name is Matt. Um, relaunching the podcast. We have a new Pokemon game coming out. We have lots of Pokemon news to discuss. And uh, with me today is John Michonsky of Video Game Choo Choo and all of its related podcasts. Hello, John. Hello. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be on. Yeah. So, long story short, we became me and Ori became busy with other projects and were unable to commit full time to the podcast and decided to relaunch in a new format that's just basically rotating guests every week and I think that should allow a little more flexibility for recording time and we also have new artwork um, by friend of the show Golurk so you definitely can check that out in your podcatchers if it's updated yet might still be showing Tara's old art which is very good but has Ori on it and Ori's not going to be on the pod much so decided for something a little more neutral so how are you doing today john i'm fine i uh i've I've real busy day today uh doing some stuff for my uh journalism courses but i figured you know what i gotta fit in some time for pokemon conversation i always have time to fit in some pokemon conversation so i'm ready to you always gotta find time (laughs) yeah I'm, i'm ready to hang out i'm ready to chat you know so Essentially, this this show has not recorded since November of 2017. Wow. And at that point, um, Ultra Sun and Moon had not actually come out yet. Mm-hmm. And I believe Let's Go was not actually even announced yet. Yeah, so, I don't think so. <laughs> what are your general feelings on, uh, on Let's Go? <sighs> um, well, I'd have to... It, it, it's, it's tricky. It's tricky to say, because I don't hate it. I don't hate yeah. Let's Go, but it's definitely one of the weak, po- the low points in Pokemon's history. Um, mm-hmm. I am very much just a dumbass, and I will just lap up any Pokemon content that you put in front of me. Almost certainly. But it's also just... There's a lot of things about the game that are extremely frustrating, that are extremely poorly designed, and that are like rushed and cheap and not very fun. Mm-hmm. One thing that I found really like frustrating with it is the the way the competitive environment is molded because they cut down the move list, but they didn't really seem to make very strong considerations when they were doing so. Like they put Stealth Rock in the game, but then they didn't put Rapid Spin or Defog. <laughs> and then uh, there was the stuff with the the candies. It's like a, a straight two hundred boost to every stat, which basically makes your Pokemon unkillable, which is uh, a bit much. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's just completely imbalanced and weird and just confusing. I I have no idea. I didn't what spend much time with the competitive meta, so it's like then just like going to the game itself. Um, there was some really weird implementations of different things. Uh, mm. The ability to fly above the root is cool, but the fact that you have like the same boundaries as if you're walking makes it, like, really frustrating to use. Yeah. Especially because there's no button just to land. You have to go back into the menu to do it. Yeah, it's it's not fast. It's not... It's not simple. It's definitely very confusing in its implementation. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's also just really funny how they also tried to implement, like, riding your Pokemon and all that. And it's 
fun in theory. It's it's fun sometimes in practice, but there's other times where you're like banging up against a wall and you're like flying off your Pokemon and then flying back on. Like I, I caught a shiny Persian and I'm just trying to yeah. ride around on my cool ass shiny Persian and it's constantly disappearing and reappearing and I'm just like, I just wanna ride it. My my cat. Yeah. Based on based on like the the like the geometry of the roots, it'll pop back into the ball and pop back out of the ball, which is yeah, frustrating. Yeah, it's it's really sloppy Although, like, looking. Almost worth it. Almost entirely worth it just for how good the animation for riding Snorlax is. Oh, absolutely. you're just like, you're on the Totoro tummy. Mm-hmm. It, that's very and good. And actually, yeah, and like I, I I really liked just like how the, the following and riding Pokemon was like generally implemented as like a pretty quick thing to set up. Mm-hmm. As much as like the actual implementation itself is a little sloppy. Yeah. It was it was it was pretty cool how it showed up, and I think that was like one of the benefits to the limited roster of the game. Although, like, I will never at all understand why they needed to make it so that no like evolutions of Kanto Pokemon were in the game. Mm-hmm. Like that that was just annoying. Yeah, like no Crobat, no Electivire, Elekid. You know, like yeah, it, like it feels so weird just with the history of Pokemon, like completely ignoring all these new creatures that were added years and years. Like it, it makes everything feel. It makes Kanto feel like this. Feel like this walled off community. Yeah, yeah, it makes the enter. world feel really small. Mm-hmm. Like I, we're gonna get to it eventually, but like the idea of a more limited roster is actually kind of appealing to me. Uh, just because of the ways that it allows, like, differentiation within, like, the, the metagame, and then also, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder with some of the different monsters. Absolutely. Just de- depends on how the actual, like, cloud storage gets implemented, but again, that's that's for a later part of the discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, the game looked pretty. Yeah, I actually really like... that much. I, I liked the character designs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the kind of like semi chibi designs looked really good with the uh, with the the way the game was was set up, mm-hmm. and uh, I I really like I actually really liked the partner Pokemon. They're so cute. Yeah, they are fun. Uh, which did you go for, Pikachu or Eevee? I went with Eevee because my girlfriend wanted to get the Pikachu one. Yeah, I I feel like I, it was it was pretty weird because I feel like on social media uh, most people were like, oh, I'm going with Pikachu, I'm going with Pikachu. And I usually go for the opposite of what social media is leaning towards. Yeah, pretty much. pretty quickly after the game came out, all I was seeing was Eevee. And I was like, I mean, I wasn't like mad or anything, but I was like, that, huh, people really changed uh, Eevee, their minds. Eevee, the, the evolution Pokemon that can't evolve. Yeah, and that, well, the good news is, though, is that it was basically the right choice because Eevee has uh-huh. more options for the like special moves that you can learn in the Pokemon Centers. Oh my god, he has a move for every single one of his evolutions, including the ones that aren't in the game. Yeah. But <laughs> so good. At the very least, and you have more, like, type coverage early on yeah. in the game. I mean, all those moves are completely fucking busted, but... Yeah, they're also they're, they're just good in general, like, not even just for early game. You can use those moves later on, and they're still good. Yeah, one of them is, like, the only cleric move that exists in the entire game. Mm. So... Yeah, again, with the not thinking too hard about the metagame implications of it, but, you know, every time Smogon posts about the Let's Go meta on Facebook, there's just a whole bunch of derisive comments on it, so I don't think anyone thinks too strongly about it. Smogon on Facebook are probably just like, wait, people click on these pages? What are you What are you doing? Why are you reading Their this? Their Facebook page is real popular. <laughs> oh, I, I more just mean the Let's Go page. 
Yeah, right, right, right. Trust <laughs> it, me. It, it is always funny when they bring them up. Trust me, I, I, actually, I'm on I, smoke on all the time. I'm like, what are these? What are these weirdos up to? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I participate in their giveaways a lot, even though I'm capable of like genning my own Pokemon. I just kind of like having the work done for me. Yeah, absolutely. You just throw fun. throw a star you under the GTS. Why not? Yeah, it's fun. It's fun to participate. But yeah, I I also like the idea of like a more limited meta. Um, so like with less options like pokemon let's go still has natures but it doesn't really have it doesn't have evs like the two formats you play in are either no candies or candies allowed so it's either no extra attributes or maxed out extra attributes and like that level of like reduced granularity is actually is is kind of appealing it's something i've been really interested in with the uh there's a rom hack called pokemon prism which got like c and d but then got still developed mm-hmm. um and its meta has abilities but it doesn't have EVs. It just has, like, the stat experience that the original games had. So, like, no granularity with your special attack, attack, and everything. It's just all maxed out. And it's kind of interesting to play it where, like, you know, mixed Pokemon are more viable, and, like, you can do some real crazy sets. Mm -hmm. That's why I hope Pokemon Home has a battle sim, and it's a battle sim that allows previous generations. I know this is asking for a lot, and there's no fucking way, but, you know, a man can dream. Absolutely, yeah. I, I mean, we'll, I guess, talk about it later. Uh, we're going to keep saying that, but... um, We're going to keep saying it. But yeah, some of that stuff that they're talking about for Sword and Shield, I'm very interested to see how far they take that. Mm-hmm. Have you played... Uh, you've been playing Pokemon Go again, too, right? Yeah, I... I fell off of Pokemon Go a little after it came out, because, you know, that game was not good when it came out. Um, it was it was an interesting social experience, yeah. but the actual game was not very good. Um, mm-hmm. But now I am living right across from a college campus. Uh, oh yeah, that'll do it. And they have added a ton of content to that game. So you know, like it's it's not something that I'm like actively. Oh man, I gotta sit here and max out my Pokemon Go time. I'm gonna spend money on this. I'm gonna do all. I'm not doing too much with it, but like if I'm walking to class, might as well have the game open. Yeah, there's there's a bunch of there's a bunch of places, a bunch of Pokestops I can spin, Pokemon I can catch. Even then, on the way. Like, with newer updates, you don't even actually have to have the game open to get uh, to get steps counted, which is really nice. Yeah, like it just it with sinks right with sync. It, it sinks right with my phone, and you just walk around. And as you walk around, your your eggs will hatch. You'll get candies. It's nice. Yeah, and there's like constant events in the game now. There's always something new happening, and I feel like it's um, like Pokemon Go scales itself in a way that like if you're gonna spend money, you get a decent amount for small purchases. Mm-hmm. Like this is something that that has bothered me with Pokemon Masters so far. I don't know if you've checked that one out yet. I can't play it. It's not compatible on my phone. Ah, too old of a phone, yeah. It's it not, has, like... It's not too old. I just bought this phone. This is a brand oh new phone, and it doesn't work. Yeah, that's... That sounds about right. <laughs> but, um... I've, I've heard like, that this is, a, like, a problem with, like, DNA games. Yeah. Um, it's just, like, based on, I guess, I, I think it's just, it, I might have, like, a 32... The platform they build on or something. Yeah, thir- yeah, yeah. I think I have, like, a 32-bit controller or com- phone, and it needs a 64-bit phone. But, because I think people were complaining about that with Dragalia Lost, and I think they actually yeah. fixed Dragalia Lost eventually. They made it compatible with the other phones. 
So I'm hoping they'll fix Pokemon Masters. It kind of sounds like that game might not be as, like, big of a deal for them because it's just, like... You know, it made the, 25 million in its first week, but then made 8 million in its second week. So that tells you about uh, how the enthusiasm for that game has gone. Yeah, I, I mean, it sounds like there's like nothing to do in that game. That's gonna yeah. Be well, it's like problem. I've I've beaten the main story. All that's left right now are the well, like there's still more main story. It just like kind of cuts off and ends, and mm-hmm. it's like more story coming eventually. There's daily events to do, but mostly you just put on auto battle and let it grind itself. Which is, like, a feature that I am very thankful for because it makes grinding a lot less tedious. That you can just, like, let the system do it for you. Oh, I'm always glad when a gotcha game does that. Like, that is, a that is like, the big weakness of Fate Grand Order is that there's no automatic grind thing. Yeah, see, this is my first, like, real experience with a gacha game because, like, I've never really been interested in any of the other properties that have mm-hmm. made gacha games. Uh, like, I'm not a big Fire Emblem person. Like, pretty much the only things I care about are Pokemon and Tetris. So that's what it comes down to. If they make a Halo gacha game, I'd get it. Rare, I can't imagine that working. Rare drop Master Chiefs. That's what we all need in our lives. Yeah, yeah. I know there'd be like there'd be unique Master Chiefs like for each of the different like armor upgrades he has <laughs> in the different games. Because every game canonically, it's an upgraded armor. It's not just a different design. <laughs> Master Chief, what are you doing in that gacha game, sir? Being up. Point zero one percent drop. Yeah, um, but yeah, like basically what I was getting to is um, the smallest purchase in Masters is like fourteen dollars. Yeah, those and it's those like it's gotcha not games, that many gems. Those kind of gotcha games are real expensive. Like it gets you like six pulls. That's nothing. Again, to like, com- I mean, to compare to something like Fate Go, I mean. You have to spend like thirty dollars to do one ten pull. Yeah, that's just Whereas insane. Like, yeah, and like with with Pokemon Go, like a small part, like you first of all, the in-game currency is actually like generatable in-game in like pretty decent amounts. Yeah, like you can get fifty coins a day from the game, which yeah. is a lot better of a ratio to like the minimum purchase of like an item within the game store than any of those other games is. Yeah. Which is, yeah, it's very nice. So sometimes I'll just, like, add a dollar to top it off and then get a box. Like, it's... I don't want to talk about how much money I've spent on Go. It's a lot. But it's been relatively spread out, and I've gotten a lot of enjoyment out of it. And especially since the game has been, like, actually putting out content. I went to the Pokemon Go Safari in Montreal, and it was literally just... They rented a park for a weekend, and you walk around in a circle catching Pokemon, and I had the fucking time of my life. That sounds great. Yeah, so, like... Pokemon Go, like, it seems to be, like, it's still a bad game. I'm going to be honest. It's still a bad game. There's so many problems with it. It crashes a lot. There's, when they have, like, limited events for, like, egg hatches, they're Mm. encouraging you to buy as many, like, incubators as possible, and then they set ludicrously low hatch rates for the Pokemon. And since it's not technically a gacha, they don't have to tell you what the rates are. Yeah. Because, like, they, they manage to skirt whatever law makes it so you have to put your, your chances. Which is unfortunate. I wish they had to. Mm. But, like, I have fun with it. So, Pokemon Go, somewhat good in uh, 2019. Uh, Pokemon Shuffle fucking disappeared. Thank, thank God and good riddance. They just stopped working on that one. Mm-hmm. That game had a fucking, like, brutal uh, pay-to-play structure on it. 
I, like I had never really looked into that, so I wouldn't know. Good for you. I had an addiction problem with it earlier in this podcast run, and Ori would get mad whenever I talked about it, because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's such a stupid game. But the thing to note is that that game is made by Genius Sonority, who made Pokemon Coliseum and Pokemon XD and Pokemon yeah. Battle Revolutions. Yeah. And now that they're not working on Shuffle, and their other project seems to be a relatively low-commitment mobile game, I feel like they could be doing something with Pokemon Home. Like, that would that could be a really good opportunity to get them in there, make a good little battle sim on Pokemon Home. Just saying. That would be really cool. Yeah, like a nice 3D, well-modeled... Yeah, I'd be down for that. Which, yeah, I guess this is a good point to get into Pokemon Sword and Shield. Um, people are, like, just love to complain about every aspect of this game that's announced. Oh, the trees, they're so ugly. Oh, the animations are reused for this multiple hundreds of creatures game. Like, who could possibly give a shit? Nobody who gives any kind of a damn about the treatment of workers or anything cares. Like, those people are putting so much time and effort into making Pokemon they should be they're they're touching up a lot of those animations too they're touching up yeah, all of those it's all it's all non-final yeah and, and t- yeah it's being worked on yeah it, it's they're they're putting in the work they're putting in a lot mm-hmm. of work and i absolutely respect that and i will not talk shit about that for a second yeah i've, I've seen some like rumors that they've even expanded their team size even more because like for for sun and moon like they went over 500 people at a time Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's rumored that they're going over a thousand now, which is crazy. I feel like Game Freak could really benefit from doing more subcontracting, absolutely, especially for things like large-scale animations. But like they've always been a really in-studio team with mm-hmm. the main series games. Yeah. Like as far as I know, other than um, other than creatures giving some like financial and programmer lending for the first set of games, which is why they own like thirty-three percent of the Pokemon company to this day. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think they've had anybody in on their main games like it's always just been game freak i mean technically they worked with like hal on gold and silver because they had iwata help and all that okay they did have hal on gold and silver yeah that makes sense so yeah like again it's just like the early games where they had like the big programming help there and then i think like um like the pokemon stadium games which aren't really main series but those were developed by like nintendo ead so like that was internally at nintendo but like genius sort of sonorities right there help get them to help with the animations because like they did all the they did the modeling for the the 3d modeling for the pokemon for coliseum xd and uh and battle revolution and those games have nice animations Mm mm-hmm Especially Battle Revolution, which is to date the only Pokemon game where when a Pokemon is using a physical attack, it will actually approach the other Pokemon. Yeah. Also, the most recent game to date where water comes out of Blastoise's cannons instead of out of somewhere on its face. <laughs> but yeah, um, Sword and Shields. <laughs> like, like it's It's been so long since an episode that there's just been nothing that's been discussed. What's your favorite new Pokemon so far? Uh, probably Galarian Weezing. Its head is so tall. Yeah, I mean, everyone's already made all the jokes, the Doug Dimmodome jokes, all the, you know... It looks like a bong. It does look like a bong, but I just love that it's this dumb-looking wheezing that is spewing clean air instead of smog. (laughs) That's so good. 
I love it. Everyone was like ready to talk shit about him or, or it, and I'm just like, no, be nice to Galarian Weezing. Galarian Weezing is cleaning the air. Stop. Yeah. Don't be mean. I, I, I really love that that's been like a common theme with the um, with regional form poison types because there's the same thing with uh, with Alolan Muck. It's mm-hmm. said to like clean the area around it. Just kind of makes you think of like you know the like the process in which Pokemon are created, mm-hmm. like. A Pokemon can come from pollution, but a Pokemon can evolve to clean pollution. It's kind I, of fun to think about as like a as like a design exercise. I, I just think maybe like the Pokemon company has become maybe I don't know if less cynical is the right way to say it, but they've wanted to like revel in the negatives a little less. Cause, you know, like coughing and wheezing were originally going to be called like LA and NY because it yeah. was like, oh, hey, that's where all the pollution's from, uh, Los Angeles and New York. And so now it's like, you know, they wouldn't, I'm, I'm glad that they didn't call them that because it would be like, or, you know, like, who knows? It's a fun code name. <laughs> it's a fun code name. It's a fun reference. And, but then it's like, okay, nowadays it's like, you know, they're not, they're not born from the pollution. They're there to help, help with the pollution. It's, it's like, a, it's a different way to look at it. It's, it's a, God, it's I didn't a, even think about like, the amount of demo content that's come out since my last recording. I'll probably have to do another episode about that entirely. Oh boy, yeah. All that stuff is so exciting. All that stuff from the Helix Chamber. Like, just go on the Helix Chamber website. That is, that's where, like, yeah, all absolutely. of it is. It's especially, wonderful. Especially the Space World stuff. Yeah, Because I remember- that's the original Gold and Silver uh, demo version, and that's the one where, like, everything there is from the cartridge itself as is. Yeah. Whereas, like, the beta red-blue-yellow had a lot of, like... It was essentially, like, co-created by Helix Chamber making, like, speculative designs. Yeah. Which I thought was cool, but they weren't really clear about it when they were releasing it. Yeah, that was really weird. I remember, uh, because I remember the night that they revealed the gold and silver stuff, I was up until, like, 4 a.m. just, like, watching all this stuff come out, like, all the decompiling and all the data mining. And then they announced the red and blue stuff, like, on a stream. They were doing some, like... Yeah, yeah, they said they were going to be playing Space World, and then they just loaded a different ROM instead. And I believe the runner said it was a beta red and blue, and not, like, this is a reconstructed beta red and blue with some assets that we were given. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, and that's what was, like, frustrating, was because, like, while we were sitting there watching it, everyone was like, oh my god, they're revealing all this stuff. And then, like, a few hours later, the Helix Chamber was like, this is all speculative. And I was like... All right, well, you know, I mean, that's nice and all, but, you know, they they revealed Kangaskhan, or, like, Marowak evolution to, like, tie to Kangaskhan, and they were, like, treating it like it was this official reveal, and it wasn't. It's like, all right, whatever. Yeah, it was, like, I feel like that's, like, that's one of those things that's, like, semi-canon at this point. Like, just, you look at it, and you're like, yeah, that seems like what that is. It's one of those things where I think they should just, like, rip the Band-Aid off and confirm it. Like the, mm-hmm. they some... love being cagey. They fucking love being cagey about things that just don't matter at all. <laughs> There's so many things that I think they should just officially nod to. Like, there's that. I think they should make some kind of reference to Venonat looking like it'll evolve into Butterfree. Like, Butterfree, there should be some yeah. kind of, like, little, like, well, they used to be, like, in the same family, but they split off or something. Like, that would be cute. Yeah, anything. And then I really, I, I, I am of the opinion, uh, to, to go back to Let's Go for a minute, mm-hmm. I think that them putting Meltan in Let's Go was dumb, because I think that was the perfect opportunity for them to make Missing No canon. Oh my god, okay. 
when Ultra Beast stuff was happening with Sun and Moon, and then when it was later announced that you could transfer Pokemon from Red and Blue to Sun and Moon, what I wanted more than fucking anything was for if you attempted to send a missing no to Sun and Moon, it would show up as an Ultra Beast, Ultra Beast 00, zero and it was fucking missing no. <laughs> missing no would be the perfect Ultra Beast. Yeah, that's not a bad idea, but like, for Let's Go specifically, because it like that game is just trying so hard to reel in the nostalgia people, if they were like, hey, yeah. you know, play Pokemon Go, play Let's Go, here's this mysterious creature that's appearing in Pokemon Go that's glitching everything up. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's missing no, you can finally catch it, for real. Like, people would flip out. That would be, like, like people talked about Meltan, but if Missing No was made canon, I, like, that would be, like, covered on, like, mainstream news places oh, yeah. like that. <laughs> like, like how, uh, we're gonna get to the anime, but Ash winning mm-hmm. the Alola League was literally yeah. covered by CNN. Yeah, exactly. Like, that would His be the kind of thing. first major championship. That would be the kind of thing that, like, a CNN or a Wall Street Journal, like, hey, do you remember this from your childhood? Well, it's, it's yeah. confirmed now. Yeah, no, I think that would be a really good idea. I, I, I always, I find it really weird how they use, like, glitch aesthetic for their, like, reveal hints a lot, but, like, don't really give any tangible reason why it should be like that. Like, there's no, like, meta reason why it would be glitchy. Like, for the Galarian, uh, sorry, for Surfetched, yeah. who, we haven't talked about Surfetched yet, but Surfetched fucking rules, dude. Surfetched is really good. I don't know if he's gonna, they haven't said anything about there being a Galarian Farfetched. Or if it's just going to evolve from the regular one? I think it's just from the regular one. They they, they have just said that Farfetch'd, a Farfetch'd yeah, that has been yeah. through a lot of battles will evolve into Surfetch'd. So. Yeah, which would, like, this and Obstagoon are the first cross-gen evolutions since Sylveon. Yeah. Which is, they have not yet broken the pattern of every second generation introducing cross-gen evolutions, so. Mm. Yeah. And maybe they won't break the pattern of every second generation introducing new evolutions either. Oh, there, uh, there's 100%. There's rumors. There's I think there was supposed to be, like, be a poison one. and a steel? I I, th- I think that there's no question. Yeah. I would really like there to be a dragon one, just because all the EVs represent types that were originally special. Dragon was originally special. Dragon's the only one that hasn't been yet. <laughs> I think that if they're going to do dragon, now would be the time if it's based on, like... Yeah, well, it's like they do a dragon one and a steel one. Those are perfect counterparts. Yeah. Like, poison would have been better to introduce with fairy. Mm-hmm. Like, with Sylveon. Yeah. Which, man, that was, that was like, a fun speculation period when they're like, here's a new Eevee evolution. We're not going to tell you what type it is. Like, that was that was a pretty fun pre-release thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, um, I'm, st- I'm still, I'm pretty excited for Sword and Shield. The starters are all babies, and I love them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, are we allowed to talk about, like, leak stuff on here? Yeah, why the fuck not? Okay. Uh, just basically, like, a a blanket skip ahead if you don't want to hear leak stuff. I'll probably put a timestamp on it later. Yeah, so, um, there was a big leak on the 4chan a while back that is, like, 100% confirmed because, like, 90% of the stuff that has been revealed, uh, lines up with it. And the only things that have been that have not been shown yet are like some of the Gigamax forms, and the Gigantamax, yeah, Gigantamax. That's right, and uh, some other small things. I'm trying to. Th- so, the one that I'm very excited about is that um, Pikachu's Gigantamax form yes. is that it turns into fat old Pikachu, like old school fat Pikachu. I hope 
like even his shading like the shading of the Gigantamax form like kind of references the palette of the old sprites. Oh, I think absolutely. that's the best possible way they could do it. Like yeah. if he's like modern colored Pikachu but still like but like still fat Pikachu, it'd be okay. But if he was like like that kind of light yellow with the like almost like lighter belly. Yeah, it has like a white belly. Yeah. It should it, I mean it, if they just straight up turn it into the sprite, that would be fun, but if yeah. they just if they made it a 3D model that looked like old school Pikachu, that would be really cool. Oh yeah. The um the Game Informer like 101 rapid fire questions video that came out like today or yesterday mm-hmm. um mentioned that like Dynamaxing is only supposed to be like a projection, which I'm very interested to see what they mean by that. Okay. Like it's not necessarily being literally huge. Di- I'm not super big on it as like a competitive mechanic. Mm-hmm. I like it as an idea of like something to do in the game, but I, I think it looks like shit in battles. Yeah. Especially when it's a double battle and only one of your Pokemon is bigger. It looks really fucking stupid. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm very happy with the fact that they seem to have scaled the Pokemon models properly again, mm-hmm. because like Wailord being like less tall than your trainer in X and Y and Sun and Moon was always a real sticking point. And mm. Wailord being able to be big again would be nice. Yeah. Um, there are some other leak stuff uh, that I can mention yeah. here. Uh, there's the third legendary for the dogs is going to be called Eternatus. Uh, Meowth is going to get a Gigant Max form that yeah. looks like Longcat. <laughs> oh, God, I want that so bad. <laughs> um, and there is also going to be a Meowth Galarian form that is a uh, spiky gray ball of fur. Interesting that they're giving a form to something that's gotten one before. Yeah. I guess Meowth just shows up somewhere and then immediately changes. Yeah, I guess so. Um, it is nice that they're giving regional forms to non-Kanto Pokemon. I yeah. mean, at least one. It's nice with Zigzagoon. Um, what are some other things you'd like to see uh, Galarian forms for? I think there's there's some interesting options. So some new things. Uh, well, my, my favorite Pokemon of all time is Kangaskhan. So yeah. I would definitely love to see some some, some something new for Kangaskhan. Uh, I know that we got Mega Kangaskhan. I'm very happy about that. But since Megas aren't gonna be coming back, I would just love to see something for Kangaskhan. So yeah, you know, so we. I'm always... always surprised that they never just made the baby its own Pokemon. Yeah, I, I really think they should have. But then I feel like they're. I mean, if they make the baby its own Pokemon, then I think they would kind of have to do something with the Cubone tie-in. Because then yeah. you would have to somehow make it that that baby could evolve into Cubone. Or just this, like, the baby is just a different form of Cubone that evolves yeah. into Kangaskhan yeah, <laughs> instead I of mean, into Marowak. Some yeah. some weird shit like that. Yeah, like, you could just give, you could, like, a, give it a helmet or a skull head and then it'll just turn into Cubone if you'd, like, trade while it's holding that or something like that. You know, something. Yeah, fuck know. yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, trade evolutions are just so trivially easy now <laughs> i do well, like that at the very least i'm glad that we don't have to worry about that too much except for in let's go let's go is the worst like <laughs> i can't believe that they set up a game like that but that like what, what, what was it I, i've i've literally only like gone on for the online trade to either trade with you or to trade with my girlfriend to complete decks so i haven't spent a super amount of time on it like it's like it's like a, like the Pokemon Go raid lobbies yeah. where you have to pick the Pokemon, They're right? just little Pokemon symbols, and that's all it is. It's crazy. <laughs> it doesn't make sense that it's not just a regular connection, especially when there's, like, 
it exists within like the game's ca- like the system's capabilities. Yeah. I think this is just it's probably another thing that happens a lot on this podcast is me complaining about Nintendo's account system. Um which will continue because the split bet- like the fact that Pokemon Bank and Pokemon Home are separate applications, both that are apparently going to require subscriptions, and we don't know when Home is launching, so we don't know how much overlap there's going to be between these two services, and if you have to have both services active to initiate a transfer. So, yet again, Nintendo just wants to fuck me, and (laughs) I hate them, and why can't they just make one account for things? Yeah, it's... It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. It's like I, I I do love this series, but you know, yeah. Sometimes no, the actual gameplay of Nintendo games are some of my favorites, but like everything surrounding them, all the like online features and just so much. It, it's I think so my, 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 like, I'm <laughs> my my favorite thing is always just collecting the new creatures, which thankfully has always been like kind of a painless process, relatively, yeah, and something that doesn't get hit too badly. Which you you think would make me more mad about the fact that Sword and Shield aren't going to have, like, everything in it. But, like, as long as I can have them somewhere, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. So, like, I already know Trubbish is in the game, and so that's my favorite. And he's already in it, and it's confirmed, and I'm good. I as don't long think, as they're not keeping Trubbish away from me, I, I'm happy. I don't think Kangaskhan's been confirmed yet, so that's my, my fear, my one fear. Yeah. I feel like like the vast majority of things that wouldn't be included would probably be like previous gen legendaries and starters. And you could like cut more than a hundred Pokemon just with that. Yeah. There are like especially when you get into like Gen 4 and 5, those games have like 20 legendaries each. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could see that, especially um again. Get rid of Landorus. <laughs> yeah. We don't, just don't bring them back. We don't need the, any of those fucking genies. Like they suck so bad. The genies dude. suck so much. I hate them. Oh, I used one in my draft league, and I felt dirty doing it. Like, but he like really complimented my team structure, so it was fine. Like black and white, they were in black and white, right? Yeah. Yes. Black and white's like one of my favorite gens, but they have like the has the worst legendaries. Yeah, they have the, the worst, worst legendaries. of the whole series. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if there's any that I particularly like from, like, the whole set of them. Victini's okay. Yeah, I like Victini. Uh, was... Rotom was... Uh, Genesect is good, too. Genesect. I actually really like Genesect. Rotom is Gen 4, though, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Rotom is Gen 4, but, like, him being, like, electric dual-typed with his secondary thing is a Gen 5 thing. Yeah, that's right. Because he was originally always Electric Ghost. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Okay. Like, even when he had the other appliances, he was still Electric Ghost and Platinum. Yeah. Which I didn't actually know until relatively recently, because, like, I never owned Platinum until, like, two years ago. Hmm, okay. Which is a shame, because it's apparently the best way to play Gen 4 until, you know, people are saying there's a lot of Sinnoh merchandise coming out between now and 2020, so... Um, Sinnoh confirmed? I think so. I think Sinnoh's pretty confirmed at this point. Like, we're getting it. I'm... I think a lot of things in Sword and Shield are also pointing to Sinnoh. Um, I mean, that was also true of Sun and Moon. With all, like, the alternate dimensional shit that they were doing, and the fact that, like, there was, like, literally, like, stuff in, um, whatever the female professor's lab. Uh, like, there was stuff referencing, like, Bronzong... And uh, Palkia, Dialga, yeah, and yeah, Giratina. There was some stuff in Professor, Professor Burnett's room, but yeah, and also like that would just be like Ultra Space would have been such a good crossover with Distortion World in like concept. Yeah, 
like if you linked those concepts together but like nintendo's like uh game freak seems to be like insisting on like maintaining separate canons for different games at this point which is like a real headache yeah so um, i can never really figure out what they're going for i will say i i more meant um like mechanical things okay like, for example like in gen 4 there was all the stuff with the poffins i think yeah and they have curry I think you could just very easily copy and paste the curry mini game to baking poffins. That would be pretty easy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think there's there's a lot of stuff that I think would be really easy to just superimpose Gen Eight over to Gen Four, pretty easily. Yeah. I think one of the biggest like hints with um, with X and Y is that like with X and Y and then Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire coming out is that like there was less Gen Three Pokemon in the Pokedex. Yeah. So seeing how the Pokedex turns out would also probably be another pretty big hint, especially if it turns out like some Pokemon just aren't in the game at all. Because I, I don't, they have they said that there's not going to be all Pokemon, but they didn't necessarily say if the if it was going to include only the regional decks, or if there was going to be you know a couple other things in there. Yeah, they never it really said depends that, on the kind of features they go for. They never said that they were completely getting rid of a national Pokedex. They just said that they won't have every Pokemon. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know how, how that's going to be implemented, but that could probably be a hint as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's there's still a lot to go over with Sword and Shield, but that's probably... We could probably cut it there for today. Sure. Um, how about the anime? <sighs> the anime. Have you, you, you... Did you watch the Sun and Moon series? Uh, the Sun and Moon series? I have watched every episode. Okay. So it was good, right? I heard a lot about it being pretty good. It was... Okay, so I have really weird opinions about the Pokemon anime. Um, oh, that's fine with me. I have none at all, so anything you have is good. I, I, I just hope that the listeners aren't going to hear this and be like, what the fuck is wrong with this dude? Why, why is he on this podcast? Why is he talking about this? Why did he watch 141 episodes of this shit? Um, I mostly come to the Pokemon anime, and I know that this might be a dumb way to look at it, but I come to it more for just the the jokey episodes. The le- I don't like I don't like the battling episodes. Um, yeah, you're the opposite of me. <laughs> all the yeah. all the anime all the anime seasons that I never watched, I just went and watched all the battle episodes because I find them fun. Yeah, I, I I don't hate watching the battles. I hate watching Ash battle. Yeah, that's and, fair. I, I realized why. I, I, I was talking about it on my anime podcast, uh, Chuchikatri Unlimited Trainworks. I'm going to do that plug. Um, yeah. I was talking about it, and I found out that the reason why I don't like it is because I feel like Ash can't win unless he pulls some anime bullshit. When other yeah. characters absolutely can win just with, like, the skill and by training their Pokemon and doing things, like, quote-unquote, the right way. Yeah. Um, like, for example, something that just recently happened, uh, or when he, when he won the championship, when he won yeah. the championship, this is how it went down. It was both he and Gladion were using their lichen rocks and Ash's lichen rock was getting its shit rocked. Like the whole, like not, not the whole time, but pretty consistently, uh, Gladion's lichen rock was just countering and countering and countering, and the last thing that happened was Gladion used counter on like on a move that Ash's lichen rock used, and then Ash just goes counter the counter, and it, he, his lichen rock just does a flip and like knocks the the lichen rock up with its hair, and then that sends him flying <laughs> and slams into the wall, and he wins. Yeah, that's 
<laughs> I mean, I feel like when you're out of the turn, when you're out of a turn-based operation, this kind of stuff is like the only way you can make it interesting to watch. I you mean, know, like, you know, shit like like Pikachu running on like a hydro pump water beam, like. I feel like I that's guess. the only way the anime works. I don't know. See, there's ways that you can do it, but I kind of wish that there was more like more focus on the different things that are involved in the game. Like, for example, if yeah. they tied things more to abilities, if they tied them more to the moves, instead of just being like, "Oh, well, it can inherently do that." Mm-hmm. I, I I found that, that that was something that was really interesting in the the Gen Four series. Uh, there was an uh, there was a battle that Ash had with Paul where Paul's um, Ursa ring gets burned and, like, clearly has guts going on and starts just wrecking Ash's shit. And I guess they kind of just stopped doing that after a while. Because <laughs> that was yeah. actually, that was really interesting to watch, is, like, you know, canonization of the abilities within the anime. Yeah, that's something that I that I really enjoy. If you Because you have everything in your disposal for these Pokemon games. You have every ability, every move, every Pokemon... Play around with it. You don't have to mm-hmm. make stuff up. There's plenty of cool stuff that happens in those games already. Like, something that I respect is that, like, the Yu-Gi-Oh! anime has mm-hmm. been actually focusing more on how the game actually plays. And that I respect more. Like, they do weird things. They do crazy shit. They're still, like, riding on skateboards while they're dueling. They're still doing wild As one shit. Does. They're still doing crazy shit, but they're also keeping in the the spirit of the actual card game because the actual card game is fun. If you really believe that the actual card game is fun, you should be able to present that. And yeah, I think that they're that the Pokemon anime is sometimes like too scared to really revel in the game in the way that the game is played. So like, what what are your overall opinions of the Sun Moon anime then, and how it like how it presented its information, how it played out in general? I'm still a fan of it. Um, I still, I love the animation style a lot. It's it's a gorgeous show. It is a very fun to watch show. All the characters are very expressive. They're all really cute. Like just you know. Just wa- watching all the, like the the Pokemon kids just hanging out having adventures. It's adorable. Um, the supporting cast is very fun. Um, I also I, I think that they did a good job uh, recreating some of the storylines. Um, mm-hmm. the, the only thing that they didn't do was the Rainbow Rocket stuff, but they did like that's fine. They did like everything else, which the again, Rainbow that's Rocket fine. stuff's fucking sucked ass. It, yeah, it's pretty stupid. It's um, so. It felt so shoehorned. I, I don't think Ultra Sun and Moon had been out by the last time my last episode was out. But I think there was just like they were talking about that being in the game, yeah. and it's like, oh, cool, all the old villains, and it's just like you go into a castle, you fight the old villains, you win, you're, it's done. Yeah, and they also I used... actually. I feel. I feel. I feel like Pokemon. I, I feel like Team Rocket has been better implemented in Go yeah. than it was in Ultra Sun and Moon, which is hilarious. Yeah, and I mean they use the wrong designs for Archie and Maxi too. So yeah, what the. F- like, Why would you not use the new ones where they're hot? Yeah, they updated the the designs and made them both way better. And then they go back to the old ones, and the old ones suck ass. It's like, all right, guys. Yeah, and it's like on. they're they're pulling their multiverse shit again, which like no one asked for this. It's so weird. like Pokemon. Like they're really uh, Game Freak is really weird about like changing their own canon. Mm-hmm. Like that's the whole thing. When like whenever they introduce new Pokemon, they have to make sure that the evolution method for it didn't exist before. Yeah. 
rather than just being like, here's Leafeon. It evolves from Eevee with a leaf stone. Why didn't this work before? Fuck you. That's why. Yeah. Like, why couldn't... Just do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially, like, when they introduce the ice stone and they're like, the ice stone evolves these Pokemon. Let it evolve Eevee too. Stop making me battle with Eevee in a fucking ice cave. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah. There's no reason for it. But yeah, no, I really like the the animation style. And, like, if you're really into the, uh, just, like, character beats, character moments, character personality kind of stuff, mm-hmm. then I think you'll, you'll probably enjoy Masters when you're able to play it. Sure. Because those games are friggin', like, as much as it's, like, a pretty shitty gacha, like, all the sync pairs and all the characters in it have such personality to them. I really like it. Everything, like, they have, like, voice, they have voiced lines and shit. Mm-hmm. And most of these characters have had, like, anime voices, but nonetheless, it's, like, a lot of them haven't like game protagonists and stuff. And I think it's like, they really went all out with like personalization of, yeah. uh, of the different people, which I th- think was really cool. Yeah. And all the models look really, really nice. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm excited to, to see how they, they work with, um, the, how, like, uh, how newer models could work in, like in the switch games, something mm-hmm. with, uh, like a nice big resolution and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, it also just makes me really sad that Niantic still does all the character designs for original characters in go. And doesn't just have, like, Shigeru Omori do them. Mm-hmm. Because he's so fucking good at character design, and every every Go original character looks like fucking garbage. Yeah, they just revealed all those new, like, Team Rocket admins, and they don't look very yeah. good. I love the designs, like, in theory, but I would love to see them drawn by someone who, like, you know, knows the Pokemon house style. Because, mm-hmm. like, they don't have the Pokemon house style. And it's particularly weird when they had the, the Meltan event for Go, because you were talking with Professor Oak, and Professor Oak looked like a Pokemon character. <laughs> and then you just have, like, Professor Willow with his fucking CrossFit outfit, He's looking like, like a dweeb. A, a normal-looking man, and it's very yeah. messed up-looking. Yeah, it's so fucking weird. It, like, the clash of styles was really, really obvious. Mm-hmm. Um... So we can move on to our questions. So if you want to send questions to Elite Full Restore, um, I will try to be recording episodes more regularly again now that the hiatus has been uh, has been cleared over. Um, but who knows? They might just sit in the inbox for two years again. There's literally no way to know. Uh, I'll, t- I'll field the questions that I have from Twitter first. So I have a question from The Monster Max, also known as Maxi Bajillion. Uh, Sword and Shield is definitely trying harder to cater to competitive players with the inclusion of items like the Eject Pack and abilities like Neutralizing Gas. What are some competitive-focused things you'd like to see? A special Intimidate? Hazards for Para and Burn? Um, I'm just going to say right away, Max, if they put in Hazards for Para and Burn, I'm going to throw the games in the garbage. <laughs> yeah, that that seems like way too much. Um... Yeah, like, uh, Pokemon Prism has a Hazard for Burn, and... Currently, in the current version of the game, there's no way to remove it. Ugh. And so, like, you set it, and then any Pokemon that comes in that isn't a fire type or above the ground just gets burned. And it's super fucking busted, because, like, immediate halving of the attack stat when they come in is nuts. Yeah, that's way too much. Yeah, and then, like, uh, for, for Paralyzed, like, speed control is the most important thing in, like, in the singles and doubles metagames, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I can see that also just being real busted. Like, Poison... All things considered, even heavy poison, like they aren't busted because they don't affect stats in every in any yeah. way. They don't affect stats and they don't affect your ability to perform attacks. And poison is like the only status that actually fits that description, mm-hmm. which is why it's the only one that can be set by a hazard. A special intimidate I'd like to see though. Yeah, I think something that you could just like drop 
some stats immediately, but could also maybe be fixed a little bit would be interesting. Um, yeah, because, like, Intimidate is, like, it's metagame-defining in doubles. Yeah. But, like, there's really nothing that, that kills special attackers other than, you know, your Pokemon using Snarl, mm-hmm. which is, like, you know, one move that only some things get. Mm-hmm. It would be interesting to see them play around with other stats in the same way. I'd also like to see a physical version of the Assault Vest. Because okay. I think Assault Vest is a really cool item. And I don't think it was a really cool addition when it was introduced. Uh, just, you know, giving a little bit of special bulk to stuff. But, yeah. you know, something for physical would be nice. Yeah. Um, I will say real quick, something that we didn't mention in the Sword and Shield discussion is that uh, Game Freak has been on the record saying that you will be able to bring your, basically bring your PvE Pokemon in for PvP a lot easier yeah. in, in Sword and Shield. Which yeah, I think they're they're saying that you can like the way that they phrased it makes it suggest that like what what is basically the last hurdle of making your in-game Pokemon competitive, which was the ability to change their nature, might be the thing that they bring in. I mean, which I really like. They made it sound like that was just the start of what they were gonna do. Like they said that they yeah. were gonna do more things besides that, but. Yeah, just the fact. I mean, that if they just straight up make a battle sim, then that's the ideal for me. <laughs> oh, I mean, I mean, yeah, I think that that is absolutely what they just should do. Like, let your PVE Pokemon let you have your Pokemon on your adventure, you know, and you know you could use those Pokemon against people if you want. But I think they should just have a mode that is just pick what you want to use, pick their stats, go for it. They need to do yeah. that. And just like. It, I, I just like I, I'm really interested in the idea of Nintendo having to set up like legality flags for stuff, just because like that's been all crowdsourced like since the beginning of time. Yeah, like they have legality flags, but none of it's public. Like they have like their own thing that detects legality on competitive teams, mm-hmm. and it's basically been up to the community to figure that out. And I'd be interested to see Nintendo implement it them like Game Freak implement it themselves. Yeah, I mean just just being more open about how all that works would be helpful. Yeah. I mean, I, as much as I, I, I do love just, I, I love the rush of when the game comes out and people data mine it. It's yeah. so fun. It's yeah, such a absolutely. fun time. <laughs> uh, so I'm, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to that with these new games because I, well, like, as much as like, the Switch is basically like impossible to properly homebrew, and so I don't think like Genning is going to be as prominent, mm-hmm. which is why like either they need to make a battle sim or all their players are just going to play Showdown. <laughs> Yeah. Like, that's basically what's going to happen. Like, not to say all competitive players gen, but, like, the vast majority of them do everything on Showdown, and then when it comes time to actually make the team, we'll just, we'll either gen it or have done so much preparation that they know exactly the six Pokemon they're making and they know exactly how they're going to build them. Mm-hmm. Like, they need, like, the fact that most of their competitive scene is off-sourced is kind of, like, it's kind of bonkers, actually. It's ridiculous, yeah. they're not, yeah. like, holding on to that audience that they could have. They need to just, like, give up and just say, look, like, they just need to realize that that is what people do, and they need to actually, like, it's the whole argument where the way that you get rid of piracy is you give someone a better option than free. Like, yeah. Nintendo just needs to make it so the actual official Pokemon game works better than Pokemon Showdown. They can easily do that. They just don't want to admit it. They don't want to do it. They don't want to put the effort in. I don't even know if it's effort or if it's just like a weird design philosophy they have. Yeah. That's really the the question with Game Freak in general, I think. Like, people like to attribute a lot of things to lack of effort, but I I really do think that they work very hard as developers, just that their design philosophy is perhaps out of step with what people expect of them. 
You're right. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't mean to sound like a uh, a Dexit person here over here. I apologize, but <laughs> the one thing that's good about Dexit is that that's a very funny hashtag. It's very funny. It is very funny. <laughs> Just England, England's so racist that they couldn't put all the Pokemon in the gen based off of it. God. I <laughs> uh, got a question from Howie. Uh, Howie Johannes on Twitter. That's how do you feel about the storyline revolving around the new team Rocket Files in Pokemon Go? Um, I mean, like long and short, pretty good implementation. Yeah. I like having more like daily tasks kind of stuff to do in Go. Um, the Shadow Pokemon are kind of cool looking. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish they were implemented a little more like Shadow Pokemon in Coliseum and XD. Yeah. And that there's like, you know, special moves that they have that are like more effective that their like battling potential might actually be worth the trade-off of not purifying them because right now it's basically like the only reason you keep a shadow pokemon and go is collectible yeah really like there, there's no like meta reason to have them for battles they're not any better i mean they're worse yeah no they're they're actively worse <laughs> which is weird because like you battle them and they have such high like combat points and then you get them and they're real, real small mm-hmm. and they can't do shit like some kind of mechanic to make them. I mean, they just need to bring back Coliseum and XD, bring back Mirror B, bring back Mirror B's Retro Groove, bring back Mirror B's Retro Groove and then put it in Smash. Oh, my God. Yes. Pokemon soundtracks in Smash are so like they have such weird choices for things like they. The one thing that always weirded me out is that they never have any original. There's no original Pokemon songs and no original Earthbound songs. Both yeah. of those franchises have only remixes. And it's bonkers because their music is so good. Yeah, I mean those remixes are still very good, but Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, well, I mean, at least for at least for Earthbound, some of them are from like officially released soundtracks. Yeah. Like Mother 3i and stuff, but Yeah. Um just just as an aside, if we're gonna bring up Smash Bros., um my biggest pet peeve with both Smash and the Pokemon anime is that they never use the best song from Gen 7, the fucking music that plays when you're fighting Ultra Necrozma, they never it's used good. it. It's good! It's so good! Ultra Sun and Moon is such a disappointment in general, but fighting Ultra Necrozma is one of the best Pokemon moments, like, ever. It was fucking cool as hell! And, th- th- like, Ultra Necrozma is in the anime. They fight Ultra Necrozma, and that song does not play. <laughs> and yeah, like the anime in general, like uses remixes of the game soundtracks. Yeah, and like that's and like they, a whole thing. And they use those songs in like the correct times. Like Ash is fighting Kakui right now, and Battle of the Summit has played while he's battling him. And yeah. it's like that is how you should do it. But they skip out sometimes, and it's just really weird when they do. It's one of the uh, the songs that I'll use on uh, my versus battles when playing in my draft league. There's either the Ultra Necrozma song or there's uh, there's Guzma's battle theme, which yeah. fucking slaps. I don't think and that's they... another one that's not in Smash Bros. That's another one that I don't think is in the anime. I, I'm I'm trying to think. But they don't I... want to have the the cool hip hop and like like uh, like jazzy piano kind of shit. I mean, I mean, they they did make some like original sounding Team Skull music for the anime, so I guess that's okay at least because they just wanted to make like. Here's our Team Skull songs, but yeah, you know th- those songs in the game are very good. Yeah, no, Team Skull was just really good in general. I really like the idea that after Team Flare, the most useless and worst team of all time, they just keep making like evil groups that are just sh- shitty dudes. <laughs> They're just just kind of fucking hanging around, being punks. That's yeah. the good shit right there. It's very good. 
you don't need the huge world-ending ideals. You just need some cool punks that look cool. Like, Guzma rules. He's one of my favorite characters in Sun and Moon. Yeah, and, and then it's especially good because after you beat them, then they can just be your friend. Because, like, yeah. after that, Guz, Guzma's just your bud. He's just your bud. He hangs around. Mm-hmm. Um, a question from Michael uh, at Penguin Gengar on Twitter. Do you think we're going to get a grown Let's Go 2 for Johto? I did think we were going to get that before all this Sinnoh stuff, but now I kind of feel like we won't. I feel like... I don't know how that would... If they do it in the same kind of format that they did Let's Go, I just don't really see it working. See... Like, the, the, like it's it's very explicit... Like, Gold and Silver, like, very explicitly, like, sequel kind of games. Mm-hmm. And if they're going to be, like, cutting stuff out, it just seems weird to do. Especially because, like, Heart Gold and Soul Silver so far are, like, the most inclusive remakes as to, like, extra content. Oh, Heart Gold like, and Soul Silver, I think... They're the gold be- standard. It, it could the, be argu- the standard on which everything else is weighed. It could be argued that that is, like, maybe the best remake of any video game ever. Like, straight up. It's so good. Like, especially, like, things like putting the original chiptune soundtrack in it, mm-hmm. including demakes of newer songs that were original to the game. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's bonkers. That's such a good inclusion. Following Pokemon, obviously. Everyone loves that. Mm-hmm. Um, including stuff from Crystal, which Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire explicitly refused to do with Emerald. Mm-hmm which was, like, a main point of disappointment for me with or Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, is that I mean, they just kind of cut all the Emerald content out. At least they put the Delta episode in there. The Delta episode Yeah, the Delta was episode was fun. That was mm-hmm. cool. I love that you get to go to space. That slapped. Yeah, that Deoxys fight is another, like, Pokemon series highlight. Just, you know, like... I really wish I did not know that was coming. I mean, I feel like I would have seen it coming the second it said, this Rayquaza's going to space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But, like, not knowing about it at all going into the Delta episode would have been so fucking sick. Mm-hmm. Like, I see a triangle-shaped rock in the sky. I'm going to know what's Deoxys. Mm-hmm. I see a triangle-shaped rock in the sky and Deoxys's theme starts playing. I lose my fucking mind. Yeah, just, like, the tentacles coming out. Like, I was like, oh, my God, it's so good. It was fucking cool. Um, <sighs> Pokemon rules. <laughs> Yeah, Pokemon rules. <laughs> One thing that I learned uh, the other day, uh, you know the move Nature Power? Yes. And how it does, like, a different effect based on where you are? Mm-hmm. I found out that if you use Nature Power in space, it uses Draco Meteor. Wow. Which is fucking sick. Just for the one battle. For the wow. one battle that's in space, they actually set up a thing for that. That's cool. But I guess to, like, just basically answer that question, I, yeah. again, I, I, I don't think they'll do that. Um, I think Let's Go was a very specific ploy on nostalgia that I don't think they have to do again. Um, and, you know, like, Let's Go didn't review very well, and I feel like if they tread on that again and they don't really do anything different, I think that would just be completely torn apart, and I bet it won't sell mm-hmm. very well. I, so, I w- I'm very interested to see how Sword and Shield sell compared to Let's Go, because Let's Go had, like, you know, good sales because it's a Pokemon game, but not particularly good sales for a Pokemon game. yeah. Like, especially considering, like, the the first iterations on a console generally do better than the second one. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're going to see that trend reversed for sure. Oh, Like, for Sword real. and Shield are absolutely going to sell better than Let's Go. Uh-huh. I know a lot of people who did not buy them. Yeah. Just judging by the number of people who would, like, I would walk up to them with my Switch playing Pokemon Go and be like, hey, you want a Meltan box? Because so nobody has a fucking, has Let's Go. So I mm-hmm. just gave Meltan boxes to my local Pokemon Go community. Mm-hmm. But, um, 
yeah, I, I think it depends on the sales. But again, I don't know if their if their design philosophy necessarily rotates around sales as much as we might hope it would. They might just do things because they kind of want to. Yeah. Like especially given like Pokemon's profit margin is massive. Yeah. Absolutely. For the size of studio they are, like Pokemon makes a shitload of money, and. Game Freak is a one-third co-owner of the Pokemon company itself. Mm-hmm. The Pokemon company, of course, doing all the other, like, licensing and merchandise. So, like, that's, like, not even the stuff they're doing. They still get money from it. Yeah, and, I mean, I think right now you'd have to kind of think about what would be, like, merchandisable with all this stuff. And, you know, like, Gen, like people like Gen 2 Pokemon, but I feel like right now yeah. they're going to want the new Pokemon, and then they're going to want the Gen 4 Pokemon because it's, like... You know, people have been asking for this Gen 4 remake for ages. It's just going to keep happening. They're going to have to remake Gen 5 in two generations anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, like, okay, I fucking love Gen 5. Let's do it. Yeah, I welcome it. Put that shit on Switch. Yeah. You don't even have to remake it. Just put Gen 5 on Switch. Just just, just put it right on there. Just drag the, the, like, drag the ROM over to the Switch, and that's all you yeah. have to do. The GameCube, uh, sorry, the uh, the Wii U was able to play Nintendo DS games. I'm sure the Switch can too. You know, just flip grip it, put it in sideways. There you go. Here we go. Uh, one more Twitter question from Solon, the middle school bus driver. Is that bus driver? <laughs> uh, Solon is from uh, my podcast. Uh, Solon, yeah. Solon's from Chooch. Uh, yeah, just just Solon. I guess it'd be fine. Yeah, uh, they just said every Pokemon will eventually get into Sword and Shield. So which Pokemon do you think Game Freak cares about the least and will forget to add to the Pokedex until the end? Um, well, I that, don't know if that, that was everything eventually into Sword and Shield or just everything eventually back. Yeah, like uh, they pretty much said that, that, you know, they won't just throw every Pokemon away forever. Yeah, um, I think it's the Elemental Monkeys. No one could possibly care. Yeah, who the fuck cares about the Elemental Monkeys? That is exactly <laughs> they did the a, answer. One, one of the older episodes had a popularity poll that aired in uh, that that happened in Japan, and Simisir was literally the last Pokemon on the list. Yeah. It got a grand total of one vote. There's one poke person out there that really loves Simisir, and that person is probably the like guy who drew it at Game Freak. Yeah, probably the person who drew it at Game Freak. I used to think the most forgettable Pokemon were uh, Finneon and Luminion, the fish from Gen 4. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have, like, some really cool, like, wind fish theming. And I used a Luminion in my draft league. And mm-hmm. it has so much just, like, fun support stuff to do. And I no longer think it's forgettable. So it's a cool fish. Um, Basculin is another contender for useless and nobody cares about. Mm-hmm. I don't Basculin. think anyone's ever cared about Basculin. I love Gen 5, but, man, is there some trash in there. And I'm not talking about Trubbish. Yeah, never, never, nobody would ever say that about Trubbish. The thing is, is if anyone ever were to say that about Trubbish on this podcast, I would kill them in real life. Mm. Trubbish is my favorite. He's my baby and son. Yeah. I feel ya. Um, like, Stunfisk. Stunfisk needs to get a new ability that isn't limber, because it's already immune to paralysis now. I Um, think they should give it Storm Drain. I bet the- So it's immune to water. (laughs) I bet Chimeco won't come back. Chimeco is is uh, in Pokemon Prism because he is retyped as a psychic and sound type Pokemon. Ah, uh, they yeah they added sound type in that one. Okay. Sound and gas, very interesting additions. Honestly. Hmm. Love disc. I think love disc is another good one for. Yeah, probably back. heart scales are like a thing though. That's basically their only purpose is to be a spot to farm uh, to farm uh, heart scales. Yeah. I, I mean, they can so. use any other collectible. I'm sure. 
Uh, I definitely am going to do like an episode that focuses in a bit more on Pokemon Prism later because I actually I really do love it. It's a cool it's a cool hack. And I think just like it's a really it's really a nice passion project. Like I th- mm-hmm. you could feel a lot of like effort went into it. And I really like the Gen 2 style. It's very pretty. Mm-hmm. We got a few more questions from our from the Tumblr. So a question from Doomed Entertainer. What are your thoughts on the implementation of an optional autosave function in Sword and Shield? Uh, I like that it is optional. I do also like that it is optional. Um, if they were to, like, even if they have the ability to change natures and stuff, I think just for the kind of people who still care about hidden power, I will always want to be able to soft reset my legendaries. I mean, yeah, like, that. that is that is the thing, is soft resetting. Uh, you're saying for hidden power, my favorite thing to do in Pokemon is to hunt for shinies. Right, so, yeah, you do a lot of shiny hunting. So that is my... That was my worry, was that you wouldn't be able to turn it off and on because I want a soft reset for shiny legendaries. I finally got I finally got a shiny Mewtwo because Mewtwo is my favorite legendary, and that was so exciting. And if I was just completely unable to get a shiny Mewtwo, that would have been such a bummer, you know? Like it would just disheartening. Yeah, so I'm I'm. That reminds that me, did you get the uh, did you get the shiny Solgaleo and Lunala yet? <sighs> no, they're I available think... at GameStop. <laughs> Yeah, they're available at GameStop if you have that fucking weird app that I can't access because I don't know what my Pokemon.com login is. Oh, good God. That's how they're doing it? Yeah, they're doing that shit again, which I complain about that can, on can Twitter. Can you gen on your 3DS? It's, it's, it's barbaric. What you're supposed to do is you're supposed – it's a it's an app on your phone that you download okay. and you sync to your Pokemon.com app and then you go to the store or whatever and then you get like a code or something to, to put it on your game. I assume that that's why it hasn't been, um, like, they, they haven't put any announcement as to where it's going to be in Canada yet, because I don't think EB Games has that app. I don't think that's something that exists in Canada at all. Yeah, I think... We might just get codes. Yeah, I think in places other than America, it is just, like, a code or a mystery gift thing. Yeah. But, yeah, See, like, what I did is, since I was impatient and didn't want to wait, I copied my save file from my 3DS to my computer, I grabbed the event cards from projectpokemon.org, and then I dragged them onto my cartridge. I would highly recommend doing the same, and not putting up with their bullshit. That's a smart way to do it, but yeah, like, I mean, you know, you could do that- I, I really hate event-locked shinies, though. You can do that with your 3DS games- like, you know, like, there, there's even ways with the homebrew that you can just straight up give yourself those Pokemon, and yeah. it'll also give you the event. But the problem was, was the first one, the first Pokemon that did that was for Let's Go. Because it was the it was the opposite partner Pokemon, and I think it was Shiny, I don't remember, but it was the opposite You were able to Pokemon. get the opposite partner Pokemon? I mean, it wasn't like, it, it didn't, like, act like the Pokemon, but, like, oh, okay. if, if, if you had, if you have Let's Go Eevee, you would get a Shiny Pikachu and vice versa. Right. I was, I, was, I, was, I was thinking, like, oh, like, the partner Pokemon, like, with the, the moves and everything? I don't that, think that so. Because that would be pretty fucking cool. I, I mean, that would be but cool. But, like, as it, as it stands, in the Let's Go meta, you can only have one partner Pokemon on your team. Yeah. Which means no one uses Pikachu. Mm-hmm. Because Eevee is busted. Yeah. Um, give us gym leader speculation, since it's confirmed that Sword and Shield has 18 gyms. Um, are you as excited as me that they're going to be forced by gunpoint to put a dark light type gym leader in the game finally? Uh, I'm very excited about that. Um, my theory is that because it seems like there's going to be like some of them in the like game and then some in the post game. Yeah, my- there's like a major, major league, minor league thing, which I think is really fun and like a really, that's a fun way to get into like an English football culture. Yeah. Like that's, that's cool. 
I really like that. My hope is that post-game, Marnie is the Dark-type gym leader. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. I mean, she uses a Morpico, who's a Dark-type, so... I think she uses, like, all Dark-types, because she also has the... Like, like I think they showed her with, oh, like, a Oh, she has a Zigzagoon, too, right? Yeah, 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 yeah you're right, you're right. Yeah, no, that... I like this. I like this mm. idea. This is good. Yeah, that, that's um, my prediction. But, like, other speculation, it's like... I don't know, it's like themed gym leaders seem like they're like it's going to be a diminishing resource eventually you're going to run out of ways to kind of give them a goofy name or a goofy attribute that makes them fit the type very well they, they've repeated that stuff before like there was that dude like dude and i think gen 5 that was just crash or wake again <laughs> yeah 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 no, that's bryson yeah bryson yeah and then he was and then he was bryson man in black two white two yeah which is interesting. Yeah, and when then, like, Brawly is supposed to be a wrestler, too, although he didn't have, like, the pro-wrestler theming, mm-hmm. so he wasn't nearly as cool. Crasher Wake fucking rules, dude. Crasher Wake fucking <laughs> he, rules. He's, uh, he's one of the, like, he was one of the event ma- uh, battles in, uh, he was one of the event battles in Pokemon Masters, and he fucking has, like, a Mick Foley impression voice. That's really good. It's so fucking good. <laughs> I fucking love it. Uh, that question, by the way, was from Golurk, who is the uh, artist who created our new art, which, if it's not in your feed, is at least on our Tumblr blog and Twitter page, and eventually will be, like, the icons everywhere for the show. I haven't actually done any of the, the back-end work yet. But, yeah, check it out. It's really, really, really fucking good. And then uh, one more question from Windfall Island on Tumblr. Is there anything they could possibly do to make Scorebunny have the best final Evo of all the starters? I can't imagine it, but, like, maybe it's possible. Sobble and Grookey are just too perfect, relatively. So, I mean, I could spoil what those evolutions are going to be, because those leaked. Those did leak with the, uh, what's like, it's supposed to be pure fire, right? Yeah, it's pure fire, but I think they said that it will have some fighting moves or something like that, but it's just pure fire. I really wanted Scorebunny to be fire electric. It should have been. I think they could have done some real fun stuff with that. Yeah. That's like that's that's like well because like the the actual leak itself said pure fighter, yeah because I mean, they misspelled typo, it. Um, yeah. So I'm just hoping you know just a little mistake and there's actually just a little electric type on there. It does seem like they didn't see the starter evolutions like in game and might have seen like documents instead. Yeah. So you know still hope there, but like I'm really liking the way that uh, that 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 Grookey seems to be hinting towards with like kind of like a sound drumming kind of theme. Mm-hmm. And, like, apparently spy shit with, uh, with Sobble. Yeah, like, as soon as I heard that, I was like, okay, I'm gonna use Sobble, no question. I wanna have yeah. a, a, a spy chameleon. It sounds really good. Like, I'm basically, whatever my girlfriend picks, I'll pick one of the other two. Mm-hmm. It's, like, kind of how I was with the game in general. Or we'll each, uh, I'll have two of them, and then she'll have the other one. We'll just mm-hmm. use the games to trade over a starter. Because sure. that's how I played Moon. Mm-hmm. I played Moon with two starters. If you're gonna do it, you're gonna do it. That's that's not a bad way to play. Yeah, I played it with two starters and in French. Just cause. <laughs> Alright. Sometimes you gotta do some fun stuff. Yeah. Mix it up. Yeah, so that that's episode. We got good seventy minutes of recording there, not too bad. Yeah. Um thank you, John, for coming on the show. You wanna just uh, do some plugs for your various social medias and other projects? Sure. Uh yeah, my uh Twitter is at John J O H N underscore Michonsky, M-I-C-H-O-N-S-K-I. Uh, I do a lot of stuff over at Video Game Choo Choo. You can go there, uh, Video Game Choo Choo, like a train, C-H-O-O-C-H-O-O. 
Anime.com. Uh, we have a bunch of podcasts. We got the video game one. We have uh, an anime podcast, Chuchigatra and Limited Trainworks. Such a good title. And we have a bunch of other shows. A bunch of other shows uh, you can find on our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash VGCC, which I still can't believe that we got that. Uh, oh, that's really good. Yeah. but I'm surprised some like Pokemon streamer didn't grab that. <laughs> Because, yeah, like, VGC is the official way they refer to competitive battling. Yeah, well, we got it. So you, if you, you want it, it, you're going to have to come to us. And we'll say, no, nah, <laughs> we're good. It's the uh, the $10,000 Patreon tier. Yeah, means you, you get, can take our URL. You get the URL. But, yeah, that, that's pretty much where you can find everything I do and, uh, you know, everything else that everyone else on that site does. Because it's not just me. We have a big group of folks of awesome, talented people that all work together to make good content. So check it out. Hell, yeah. Uh, I'm Matt. You'll know me from other such podcasts as Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die. Uh, I'm also on Tuning Fork. I'm also on Giants Confirmed. Um, I have another podcast, but I'm not going to talk about it until I decide to either relaunch it or get rid of it. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, Elite Full Restore is a original member of the Noise Space Podcast Collective. That's noisespace.xyz, where you can find all those shows and many others uh, made by various other people who've either been on this show before or are friends of it. So definitely uh, check out more shows if you aren't aware of the network, which I don't even know if I had a name for it the last time I recorded an Elite Full Restore episode. That's how long it's been. (laughs) Sometimes sometimes time passes and you kind of just forget to do stuff. Damn, it's true. It's true. Um, Just going to close with uh, something from Bulbapedia. Thanks, Bulbapedia, as always. Magnemite seems to be based on a magnet. Thanks, Bulbapedia. Thanks, Bulbapedia, and we'll see you all next time. (laughs) 